VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. We do thank you for joining us today for a News Roundup Friday on Crosstalk. We're so thankful for your listening on a daily basis here to Crosstalk and staying informed on many critical issues. I know much of the information you glean from the program, it's just not out there in another broadcast media, and so we thank you for staying uh, with us, being informed. Our thanks to Sandy for gathering stories through the course of this week here and getting them ready for us today. I have Karen on the phones, Dennis in the control room, and I think we're all set to go today. But we do want to begin with uh, mourning the loss today. Um, There's an announcement that was on the uh, Facebook page of Life Dynamics, uh, saying it was with heavy hearts that we announced Life Dynamics, and the world has lost a fierce fighter for the unborn, Uh, The president of Life Dynamics, Mark Crutcher, we know many of you will be shocked by the unexpected passing, as were all of us at Life Dynamics. Uh, He was the president of Life Dynamics, a speaker, an author, television host. Uh, He is also when he has had several appearances on Crosstalk through the years, and many of you will remember the uh, award-winning documentary that he had, uh, Ma'afa 21, Black Genocide in the 21st Century America, that's been seen by many, many around the world. And uh, so our condolences to the family and loved ones of Mark Crutcher from Life Dynamics. PJ Media is reporting that Fox News' Tucker Carlson was given access to more than 44,000 hours of video from the January 6, 2021 Event at the Capitol, and after only three weeks of culling through the video, Carlson believes that he's blown up several lies that the American public has been force-fed by the media about that day. Carlson set up and knocked down three stories that have persisted since the riot at the Capitol building, uh, including uh, Exhibit A, Jacob Chansley, whom Carlson chose to highlight first. He is uh, in federal prison now for being the QAnon shaman. Video shows that he wasn't an out-of-control rioter. He didn't interrupt a proceeding, but was given a personal escort by police. And you friends, the video footage shows that. Shows him escorted by Capitol Police throughout the Capitol building on January 6th, even trying doors to help him. Uh, Carlson also showed a video of um, uh, Sick Nick. This is a Trump supporter wearing a helmet and and walking through the Capitol among the so-called insurrectionists. This is a police officer, Brian Sicknick, after he was said by the media to have been bludgeoned to death with a fire extinguisher by the riotous insurrectionist outside. Well, no police were killed by rioters. Sicknick died of a stroke later. Never-before-seen video also revealed that Ray Epps, widely believed to have had uh, attachments to fed, fed, fed officers, well, demonstrably lied to the January 6th committee, this story says. At 2.12 p.m., he sent a text to his nephew claiming to have helped orchestrate the breach of the Capitol. He told the committee he was back at his hotel room when he sent the message, but the video shows he was still at the Capitol. Sadly, though given unfettered access, Carlson said there were no answers about veteran Ashley Babbitt, uh, who was shot dead by Capitol Police on January 6th. Carlson says there was no cameras posted in that area. More information unfolding on January 6th, and Lord willing, this coming Tuesday, we'll be addressing that further on Crosstalk. The Daily Mail is uh, making that the Daily Caller is reporting that the White House issued an award to Alba Ruda, a biological man on International Women's Day. Isn't that something? On International Women's Day, you have the Biden administration honoring a biological man who's gender confused. It was the 2023 International Women of Courage Awards. Ruta is Argentina's special envoy for sexual orientation and gender identity in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Ruta is responsible for the country's adoption of the Transgender Labor Quota Act that reserved 1% of public sector jobs in Argentina for transgender people, according to a State Department press release. Now in its 17th year, the Secretary of State's IWOC Award recognizes women 
from across the globe who have demonstrated exceptional courage, strength, and leadership in advocating for peace, justice, human rights, gender equity, and equality, and the empowerment of women and girls in all their diversity, often at great personal risk and sacrifice, the press release says. So the Biden administration on International Women's Day gives the award to Alba Ruda, a biological male. <clears throat> Okay, the post-millennial. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has chosen to mark International Women's Day by issuing a statement declaring that trans women are women and that the government of Canada will always stand up to hate wherever and uh, whenever it occurs. Whatever happened to that phrase, um, what was it? Uh, Oh, yeah, follow the science. Let's go on to a release here from Eagle Forum. After 50 years, the Equal Rights Amendment is again rearing its ugly head. After a contentious hearing on the ERA last week, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is planning to bring legislation, Senate Joint Resolution 4, to the floor to remove the seven-year deadline during the month of March. While proponents claim that this amendment will give women's rights, it actually does just the opposite. It's clear the ERA is even worse for women today than it was when originally proposed. The amendment allows biological men to legally usurp women's rights, access to women's sports teams, women's nursing rooms, uh, and women's domestic violence shelters, just to name a few, puts women's privacy and safety in jeopardy. Unfortunately, the ERA's negative impact does not stop there. The ERA will expand and mandate abortion access through taxpayer funding. And Chuck Schumer is trying to take off that, that limitation. It was supposed to be ratified by the states in seven years. Now, this was decades ago. You remember these battles uh, head, that were headed up by Phyllis Schlafly to stop this radical ERA from taking effect? It was defeated. It was defeated. It was defeated. But Chuck Schumer says, well, let's just do a resolution to say, no, it wasn't. USA Today reporting a Mexican drug cartel claiming its members were behind the brazen kidnapping of four Americans last week, handed over five of the members and left a note of apology. Mexican media outlets and the AP reported Thursday, the note said, we have decided to turn over those who were directly involved and responsible in the events who at times acted under their own decision-making and lack of discipline. The letter reads, adding that these people had gone against the cartel's rules. The Guardian reporting and leaked audio heard by The Guardian, a manager for one of the U.S.'s largest rail companies, can be heard explaining to a former carman that they should stop tagging rail cars for broken bearings. The manager said doing so delays other cargo. The disclosure comes as federal agencies investigate the derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. A wheel-bearing failure was cited as a cause of the crash in a preliminary report released by the National Transportation Safety Board. Uh, The Washington Examiner reports uh, Representative Mike Turner of Ohio says the residents of Springfield narrowly avoided environmental disaster after another Norfolk Southern train derailed, but said the incident highlights the growing need for tougher rail safety measures. Saturday evening, 20 cars of the 212-car train derailed, causing officials to install a shelter in place for residents within 1,000 feet of the crash site. Close to 1,500 residents lost power. Western Journal reports three crew members have been injured after a freight train derailed in West Virginia Wednesday. The CSX freight train spilled diesel fuel into the New River in a remote area near Sandstone, West Virginia, according to CNN. And it doesn't stop there, folks. Fox Business, hours before the Norfolk Southern CEO, Alan Shaw, appeared before Congress yesterday, another of the rail operator's trains derailed in Alabama. Around 30 cars, train cars, came off the tracks in Calhoun County, according to the Calhoun County Emergency Management Agency. There are no injuries, no reports of leaks of hazmat also. We have no road blockages, it said in a Facebook post. From PJ Media, on Sunday night, a group of over 100 domestic terrorists marched on the site of a public safety training center for the city of Atlanta that is under construction and firebombed portions of the site, including construction equipment and a police vehicle. The thugs began their protest as a march and what they called a music festival on the site, but it quickly turned violent. Sunday night attendees said a group branched off from the concert for a protest nearby around 5 p.m., reports WSB Radio. The Atlanta Police Department said 100-plus protesters 
uh, changed into black clothing and entered the construction area and began to throw large rocks, bricks, Molotov cocktails, and fireworks at police officers. The APB said that the group of violent agitators used the cover of peaceful protest to inflict damage on the site. Agitators destroyed multiple pieces of construction equipment by fire and vandalism. Multiple law enforcement agencies deployed to the area and detained several people committing illegal activity. 35 agitators had been detained as of the writing of the story, and they released the names of 23 of the people charged with domestic terrorism. Only two of them were from Georgia. One of the two Georgians who were arrested happens to be a staff attorney for the Southern Poverty Law Center a far-left organization that loves to label conservatives as domestic terrorists. Isn't it amazing, folks? Daily Signal says in a statement Monday evening, the SPLC acknowledged that police arrested an employee, but claimed that he had been acting as a legal observer with the National Lawyers Guild. The Guild condemned every police arrest Sunday as an example of ongoing state repression and violence against racial and environmental justice protesters. And the SPLC condemned escalating police tactics against protesters. Neither organization explicitly stated that the observer had not engaged in violence against the police. Fox Business is reporting, you know, those who are shouting those things the, the loudest often are practicing it the most. Fox Business is reporting President Biden proposed an array of tax hikes in his annual budget request to Congress that would dramatically raise the rates paid by corporations and wealthy Americans. He laid out the tax hikes uh, yesterday as part of his sweeping budget blueprint for 2024. It begins in October. A closer look at some of the biggest tax hikes includes uh, raising the top personal income tax to 39.6%. That's up from 37% for Americans earning $400,000 or more. His plan would raise the federal capital gains tax to 39.6%. That's up from 20%, nearly doubling capital gains for households earning more than $1 million. The president also called for an increase to the 3.8% Obamacare tax to 5% for those earning at least $400,000 in an effort to show, shore up Medicare. Uh, pushing for a 25% minimum tax rate uh, U.S. Ho- households worth more than $100 million would would pay, and called for con- quadrupling the 1% levy on corporate stock buybacks. It would also lift the corporate tax to 28% from 21%. Uh, the Daily Call are, Caller also saying that the White House's annual budget proposal would fund sex change surgeries and hormones for veterans. The Department of Veterans Affairs lifted a 20-year ban on gender-affirming care in June of 2021, allowing the VA benefits to cover the procedures. And now, friends, President Biden, in this brand-new budget proposal, wants to uh, cause you, force you, take your funds to fund sex change surgeries and also the cross-sex hormones for veterans. Isn't that a disgrace, even for veterans of our military who have served? And um, we see certainly that uh, when we knew God, uh, we certainly have uh, denied him. And uh, Romans 1 talks about becoming vain in our imagination, and that's what's taking place. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with more stories here for our news roundup today. This is Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, how many stars are there? Chris, this is the question for which there is no answer. We go out on a clear night and look up, and we only see about 3,000 or so stars with the naked eye. But with telescopes or binoculars, we can see many more. Scientists estimate that our Milky Way galaxy contains over 200 billion stars. And now we can see billions and billions of galaxies, and we haven't even seen the edge of the universe. With every new telescope, we're seeing whole new regions of space full of galaxies. Chris, God told Abraham that the stars in the sky were, in essence, innumerable, and how right he was. 
As always, the scientific information that we gather supports the clear teaching of the Word of God, even those truths that are found when we go back to Genesis. To find out more about creation science, visit us on the web at www.icr.org. That's www.icr.org. It's a news roundup day here on Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. And uh, friends, as we cover a number of stories today, we know, again, the answer is Jesus Christ. People need the Lord and come to saving faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, just a reminder, earlier this week, we uh, interviewed Rich Cristiano on a couple of films that, that really emphasized the gospel message and getting out the gospel message. The Secrets of Jonathan Speary, a 75-year-old man who just impacts the 12-year-old boys living in his neighborhood, challenging them to read the gospel of John and to, uh, to, to model biblical principles in their lives. Also play the flute, a, a story of a a uh, leader who is chosen for a church youth group who goes to a group that is so apathetic. They want fun. They want activities. They don't want the Bible. They don't want the gospel. He was determined to bring about change in their lives by teaching biblical truth. Uh, these two films we're making available through Crosstalk, our way of saying thank you for your support of $25 or more. They're available online at vcyamerica.org, vcyamerica.org, or by calling 1-800-729-9829. The Secrets of Jonathan Sperry and Play the Flute, it's a pack. And if you get that, we're also tucking in a complimentary copy of the Gospel of John. Uh, that's part of that package as well. So all of that, that includes shipping to you. You may reach out to our switchboard, one 800 729 9829. Well, I don't know if you heard the message that was delivered by President Biden this week as he uh, had lots of things to say and and talked about mega Republicans, too. But he referred to 2024 Republican challenger Donald Trump as a, well, he used the term future president. He was at a speech, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Just want you to hear briefly what he had to say in that speech. Remember, I was running for office at the time, but you all may remember it, that the, I had a big fight with uh, the former president uh, and maybe future president. Bless me, Father. Anyway, no, all, 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 all kidding aside. Isn't that something? After a strong reaction from the crowd, he added those words, bless me, Father, as he crossed himself. Then he also told a lie about mega Republicans during this 53-minute speech. Something that it's like it was a real shocker about MAGA Republicans wanting to defund the police. MAGA Republicans are calling for defunding the police departments and defunding the FBI now. That's a good one. I like that one. Isn't that something? Defunding the police. Don't we know where the source of that came from? Just the News is reporting federal officials removed nine boxes of documents from the Boston office of President Joe Biden's attorney, Patrick Moore, the National Archives and Records Administration revealed. Folks, this story came out yesterday. Responding to an inquiry from GOP Senators Ron Johnson and Chuck Grassley, acting archivist Steidel Wall revealed the seizure in a March 7th letter. Town Hall is also reporting, dot com, that if, if uh, this were Trump, and for a time it was, the Hysterics and endless lectures about following proper protocol would have predominated the news cycle. Now, the Biden has his own and more serious classified document circus. The narrative has switched to this stuff happens all the time, dating back to the Kennedy days. No big, nothing to see here. Different story now, folks. Breitbart is reporting some Federal Bureau of Investigation field agents wanted to shut down the probe into suspected classified documents held by former President Donald Trump as early as June. But Justice Department leaders pushed for and ultimately got a surprise raid on Mar-a-Lago in August. According to The Washington Post, FBI officials and the DOJ clashed fiercely over how to handle recovering suspected classified documents from Trump, with FBI agents arguing for a cooperative approach but the DOJ pushing for the unprecedented raid on the former president's home, which we understand that it was the attorney general that gave the final okay for that to move forward. 
From Newsmax.com, FBI Director Christopher Wray told the Senate Intelligence Committee on Wednesday that the Chinese Communist Party has the ability to control millions of TikTok users' devices. Ray responded yes when he was asked by Senator Marco Rubio if the Chinese government would use the popular video sharing app to control the data of millions of users. If TikTok parent company ByteDance U.S. were willing to cooperate or forced to cooperate, could they use it to drive narratives like to divide Americans against each other, Rubio asked? It could potentially happen, according to Ray. In December, the FBI director warned the Chinese government controls the app's recommendation algorithm, which uh, allows it to conduct operations that manipulate content or influence users, and it maintains the ability to collect user data. The Christian Post reporting former President Trump is the clear favorite among a state of declared Republican presidential candidates and potential candidates, according to voters in the straw poll at the annual CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference in National Harbor, Maryland. The poll of just over 2,000 uh, in that. And uh, also, let's see, Ron DeSantis uh, came up uh, second, uh, Trump 46, rather 62 percent, DeSantis 20 percent. DeSantis widely thought to be considering a presidential bid, but has not formally declared an interest in running for the top spot. President Trump, uh, this is from CNSNews.com, did give a speech at the CPAC last Saturday where he described in stark terms what he sees happening in America if those who oppose what conservatives are fighting for actually does succeed. Here's what he had to say. Most important battle in our lives is taking place right now as we speak. For seven years, you and I have been engaged in an epic struggle to rescue our country from the people who hate it and want to absolutely destroy it. The sinister forces trying to kill America have done everything they can to stop me, to silence you, and to turn this nation into a socialist dumping ground for criminals. Junkies, Marxists, thugs, radicals, and dangerous refugees that no other country wants. No other country wants them. If those opposing us succeed, our once beautiful USA will be a failed country that no one will even recognize a lawless, open borders, crime-ridden, filthy communist nightmare. That's what it's going, and that's where it's going. That's the president, former President Donald Trump in part. Also speaking last week, and not at CPAC, but uh, this was at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library last uh, weekend. Republican Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida gave a speech on uh, Sunday where he said that teaching a second grader that they can change their gender is wrong. Looking at these education issues, I'm looking at them through the lens not just as, of a governor, but I'm looking at them through the lens of a dad. And I believe parents in the state of Florida should be able to send their kids to elementary school without having an agenda jammed down their throats. They should not be teaching a second grader that they can choose their gender. That is wrong, and that is not going to happen in the state of Florida. And I know you have a company down the road in Burbank that had different ideas about that. But I can tell you this, Disney may have gotten everything they wanted in Florida for the last 60 years, but there's a new sheriff in town now, and we are not backing down to that. Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis. Um, from the Daily Caller, the U.S. Senate passed a resolution of disapproval Wednesday to block the Washington, D.C. Council's Revised Criminal Code Act of 2022, which would lower penalties for a number of violent criminal offenses. The vote was 81 to 14. A total of 33 Democrats voted with Republicans to pass the legislation. Again, this would block D.C.'s new crime law and uh, now heads to President Biden's desk for signature. National Review reporting Walmart announced its plans to close its final two locations in Portland, Oregon, at the end of March, following underwhelming financial results. The closures that result in nearly 600 employees being laid off came after a statement by Walmart CEO Doug McMillian uh, in December, uh, noting that uh, record-breaking retail theft had undercut the company's economic performance of late. Front page mag, 
uh, is reporting that the Black Lives Matter race riots in New York City were among the worst in the country. Racist mobs injured hundreds of police officers, started fires, looted stores, vandalized parks and statues. At least 450 businesses, many of them small and family-owned, were damaged or looted by the rioters who claimed to be angry over the drug overdose death of George Floyd. While Black Lives Matter was swimming in hundreds of millions of dollars funneled to it by radical nonprofits, major corporations, and Hollywood celebrities, family businesses in New York City, looted by those rioters, were offered a maximum of 10000 each to rebuild their shattered lives. One small business owner in the Bronx complained that it would hardly uh, even begin to cover the 200000 in damages to her store after rioters smashed glass display cases and medical equipment. Participants in a protest are getting a much better deal. New York City will be paying them $21,500 to each of the protesters in the Bronx for a total of as much as $6 million, and none of that money will be going to the looted businesses. This has been described as the largest payout for mass arrest in American history. The BLM riot era class action lawsuit claimed, among other things, listen to this, folks, I'm not making this up, among other things, that the police officers responding to the protest frequently failed to wear masks or to assist detained protesters in covering their noses and mouths, and on occasion even forcibly remove protesters' masks, exposing protesters to a heightened risk of contracting COVID-19. Unbelievable! Family businesses lost everything. Cops and civilians were badly wounded during the BLM riots, but the police officers didn't always wear masks when trying to control the riots. And now being offered... $21,500 to each of the protesters? Washington Free Beacon reporting New York City Mayor Eric Adams on Monday instructed store owners to refuse entry to people wearing a face mask in an effort to crack down on masked robbers three years after Democrats repealed a nearly 200-year-old city law that banned face masks in public. Putting out a clear call to all our shops, don't let people in the store wearing their face mask, Adams said in a radio interview, referencing the latest New York Police Department guidance that owners should require shoppers to lower their masks to identify themselves when they enter an establishment. Citing the pandemic, Democrats in May of 2020 repealed an 1845 law that banned the wearing of face masks in public. Now city leaders are trying to revive the practice amid a spike in crimes by mass criminals. Robberies, burglaries, felony assaults, and other charges jumped 22% in last year, 2022 compared to 2021, according to police data. Shoplifting complaints raised uh, increased by 45% over the same period. Criminals are capitalizing on COVID-19 masking to conceal their identities while shoplifting and assaulting owners, Adams argued. The National Insurance Crime Bureau indicated in a release this week that law enforcement agencies and communities across the United States continue to be plagued by record and near-record levels of vehicle crime as monthly theft totals nationwide consistently exceeded 75,000 in 2022. Vehicle thefts nationwide surpassed 1 million for the first time since the year 2008. Now, friends, right before coming into the studio here today, there was a breaking news alert from Fox News indicating that woke rule is forcing deputies to unshackle, you know, prisoners and so they were they were forced to do this to allow a murder suspect to run out of court. Courthouse surveillance video shows an Oregon murder suspect sprinting away from bailiffs after they unshackled him in court, a requirement under state law, then escaping the building and prompting a massive manhunt. This just broke here within the, the last hour. Yes, a woke rule forcing deputies to unshackle allows a murder su- a suspect to run out of court. Friends, we've got more news after the break. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. The New England Primer was introduced in Boston in 1690 by Benjamin Harris. It was the first textbook printed in America. For a century after its introduction, it was the beginning textbook for students, and until well into the 20th century, it continued to be a principal text in all types of American schools. The founders, as well as millions of other Americans, learned to read from the New England Primer and the Bible. 
The core of the primer is its rhyming alphabet such as for letter A, in Adam's fall, we send all. The letter G, as runs the glass, man's life doth pass. It also included lessons for youth, Bible questions, and a shorter catechism. A pocket-sized hardcover edition of this 1777 historical reprint is available for a donation of $9 or more by calling VCY at 1-800-729-9829. Ask for the New England Primer. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Friend, some of these things are just so insane that are going on in our society today. I mean, really? Uh, awarding uh, pa- you know, people who are doing protest, causing all kinds of mayhem because the police officers didn't have their mask on or, or pulled their mask down below their noses and put them at an increased risk for COVID? Really? Washington Free Beacon is reporting more than 55,000 felons will have the right to vote in Minnesota after Democratic Governor Tim Wall signed a law during, doing away with voting bans for convicts under felony probation or supervision. It goes into effect on July the 1st. Townhall.com testifying in Capitol Hill Wednesday morning. Former CDC Director Robert Redfield was asked about the benefits of dangerous gain-of-function research, the Frankensteining of viruses to make them more lethal or infectious to humans? Well, he was asked if he could point to a single pandemic gain-of-function research that had prevented, um, and Redfield couldn't give an example and instead pinned the latest pandemic on the practice. He said, no, on the contrary, I think it probably caused the greatest pandemic our world has ever seen. Pamela Geller is reporting new emails uncovered in the House of Republicans probing the COVID-19 pandemic revealed the deceptive nature of Dr. Anthony Fauci, showing he prompted or commissioned and had final approval on a scientific paper written specifically in February of 2020 to disprove the theory that the virus leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China. Eight weeks later, he stood at a White House press conference alongside Donald Trump, cited that paper as evidence that the lab leak theory was implausible without, while pretending it had nothing to do with him and did not know the authors. But again, it showed that he prompted or commission had final approval on this so-called scientific paper. Coming from Senator Markey's office, Senator Markey and Elizabeth Warren have reintroduced a resolution to memorialize those lost to COVID-19 It would designate the first Monday in March as COVID-19 Victims Memorial Day. It was uh, introduced last August of 2021 initially. GOP-led House passed a bill Friday to, uh, this would be last Friday, to require the Director of National Intelligence to declassify all intelligence related to the origins of COVID-19. That vote was 419 to 0. It's already passed the Senate and now heads to President Biden's desk. American Military News, Santa Clara County, California, spied on churchgoers during the COVID-19 pandemic, tracking their phone location data and even parking near a local church to physically observe and record attendees' behavior, court documents recently revealed. According to independent journalist David Zweig, the Santa Clara County COVID-19 Business Compliance Units and Inspectors to Monitor Church Activities of Calvary Chapel San Jose from November 25, 2020 through January 3rd of 2021. The inspectors conducted stakeouts near the church for 51 hours, observing Sunday services, baptisms, and prayer groups, according to Zweig. Enforcement officials were paid $219 an hour to record church activities, documenting violations of social distancing, the mask mandate, and California's statewide singing ban. The county government also established a geofence around the church by using cellular mobility data. By doing so, the county was able to monitor how many people visited the church every day, Zweig reported. The county then paid Stanford law professor Daniel Ho $800 an hour to go through all the data. TheCenterSquare.com reporting that the GOP-controlled House of Representatives passed a bill Thursday that prohibits federal bureaucrats from using their influence to censor speech or pressure social media companies to censor speech. It's called the Protecting Speech from Government Interference Act, passed on a vote of 219 to 206, broke along party lines, according to The Hill, seen as unlikely to advance in the Democrat-controlled Senate. 
West Virginia's Governor Jim Justice signed Thursday the Equal Protection for Religion Act that ensures that West Virginians are free to live and work according to their faith without fear of unjust government punishment. Also, uh, we told you earlier about the uh, Arizona school district that uh, was not allowing uh, student teachers from Arizona Christian. Well, Alliance Defending Freedom attorneys representing Arizona Christian University filed suit yesterday against Washington Elementary School District for permanently cutting ties with the university because of its religious beliefs. For the past 11 years, Arizona Christian University and Washington Elementary School District, the largest elementary school district in Arizona serving Phoenix and Glendale, had a mutually beneficial partnership where students in the university, uh, the elementary ed program would student teach and shadow teachers in the school district. That partnership, however, ended abruptly two weeks ago when the school district terminated its relationship with ACU because of the university's religious beliefs on biblical marriage and sexuality, even though no complaints had been made against the Arizona Christian students or alumnus. The school district's decision to revoke the relationship and cease all future agreements with the school because of its religious status and beliefs violates the university's constitutionally protected freedoms. Okay, let me just uh, mention a couple more things. By the way, Epic Times reporting the federal government's program of releasing many illegal immigrants rather than holding them under their until their cases are resolved. Well, it was determined, a judge ruled March 8th, that it violates federal law. Um, how many times have you heard, give to the American Red Cross? Have you heard that? The Daily Caller is reporting this, that the American Red Cross has been uh, has maps and guides for migrants to make the dangerous journey to the U.S.-Mexico border, according to documents exclusively obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation. The map, which is part of a packet stamped with the International Committee of the Red Cross and American Red Cross logos, shows a list of resources, including hotels, clinics, and shelters where migrants can get support in Mexico and Central America. The maps include clearly defined lines leading to cities along the U.S. border. The organization also has a guide to self-care along the journey, which includes tips on how to survive the desert and disease, how to safely jump on trains, and how to obtain contraceptives. The U.S. government tasked the American Red Cross, whose logo is on the guide for migrants south of the border, with allocating millions of dollars in taxpayer funds to support illegal migrants released into the country. That story from the Daily Caller. The Center Square reporting that more than 205,000 foreign nationals apprehended or reported as gotaways after illegally entering the southwest border in February. Amazing. And uh, Breitbart reporting Minnesota Governor Tim Walz has signed a Democrat-approved bill into law that will give driver's license to potentially 77,000 eligible illegal aliens. Uh, let's see. CNN is reporting here that uh, saw this on several sites. President Joe Biden's candidate for the Federal Communications Commission, Gigi Shan, has withdrawn her nomination after West Virginia Democratic Senator Joe Manchin announced he'd vote against her confirmation. There was uh, some 22 LGBTQ advocacy groups that were pressuring senators to pass this nomination. In a statement, she said that she's asked Biden to withdraw her nomination from the, this past Monday evening, blasting what she detailed as unrelenting, dishonest, and cruel attacks on her character and her career as an advocate for the public interest. Uh, townhall.com, Republicans in the Florida House and Senate have filed a bill that would virtually ban many abortions across the state. SB 300, uh, the heartbeat bill, would uh, prohibit doctors from knowingly performing or inducing a termination of pregnancy after the sixth week of gestation. LifeNews.com reporting a radical pro-abortion bill that would force New Mexico teachers and school nurses to help students get secret abortions without their par- parents' knowledge passed the Senate on Tuesday. This is State House Bill 7 would punish local towns and counties if they pass ordinances to ban abortion facilities and protect unborn babies from abortion. Also in New Mexico, AP is reporting that an initiative that would shore up abortion access in New Mexico amid a fury of a flurry of local anti-abortion ordinances created a last major hurdle Tuesday with state senate approval. New Mexico with uh, its most liberal abortion access laws 
And uh, some counties and cities have uh, put in restrictions. And again, they're pointing out that the state Senate approved it 23 to 15 to uh, not allow these, uh, uh, you know, the prohibitions on abortion by these communities uh, to take place. LifeNews.com, the Michigan Senate passed a radical pro-abortion legislation Wednesday, repeals the only limits on abortion on viable late-term unborn babies. A party-line vote, Senate Democrats passing the bill to repeal their 1931 state abortion ban. And uh, LifeNews.com also reporting for the second time in recent months, a British pro-life leader has been arrested. What did this leader do? Silently praying outside an abortion business. From CBN News, voters in Wisconsin will soon head to the polls to vote for a new state Supreme Court justice. Conservative justices currently hold a 4-3 majority in the court, and Democrats are looking to flip it. And in other states, voters have been uh, able to weigh in on state issues like abortion through ballot measures. In Wisconsin, however, laws can only be overturned by the state legislature or the Supreme Court. Both have been under Republican control for more than a decade. But on April 4th, voters will get a say in many important issues in their state by voting to fill the open Supreme Court seat with either the one backed by conservatives, Daniel Kelly, or one backed by uh, the uh, uh, the non-conservatives, the, uh, the liberals, or the progressives, Janet Protasiewicz. Uh, very interesting indeed. Um, folks, we've talked about perversion before. In the U.K., they're taking this even a step further proving that there is no bottom to depravity. First it was drag queen story hours, now it's cross-dressing burlesque for babies in the UK. In the last week, videos surfaced of supposedly family-friendly British drag queen burlesque rave events for babies and their parents showing mostly unclothed men gyrating and twerking in front of babies held by their mothers and fathers, cross-dressing men taking cash tips from babies' tiny little hands. What a shame. New Jersey cities have not included a non-binary option on their marriage license. They can be penalized up to $10,000, the state attorney general warned on Wednesday. LifeSiteNews.com has the story. Also, I just want to report here today that uh, you're probably not going to hear this on the nightly news. Did you know this Sunday is Detransition Awareness Day? More and more children are being pushed toward transgender interventions. This uh, often starts with puberty blockers and eventually progresses to cross-sex hormones and even surgery. So much regret taking place on the part of many for following this, this, this recipe of disaster. And this Sunday is known as Detransition Awareness Day to help individuals who want to break free from that assault upon their bodies. Friends, we're going to take a quick break, and I'd like to, uh, I've got more stories, but uh, we're going to open up phone lines. Our number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. If you'd like to comment on these or other current event stories, 800-733-9829 is their number. By the way, uh, this coming from the Washington Times, a Minnesota judge has ordered USA Powerlifting to allow male-born athletes who identify as female to compete in the women's category, a victory for the transgender movement and a defeat for advocates of single-sex sports. Ramsey County District Judge Patrick Diamond gave USA Powerlifting two weeks, two weeks to revise its policies and cease its unfair discriminatory practice. Sarah Huckabee Sanders signs a law restricting LGBT ideology and CRT and sexual materials in the school. Signed it into law this very week. It was called the uh, the Learns Act, Senate Bill Number Two Ninety Four. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll take your calls here to Crosstalk. Our number here, 800-733-9829. That's 800-733-9829. We'll be right back. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Today, a little different commentary. We just released a brand new 30-minute show that is nothing but, well, a piano and my singing the classic hymns. But first, I tell the story behind each hymn. 
I'm finding that more and more Christians and even those who are unchurched or have walked away from the church, they're looking for hope. They're looking for a message of hope and reassurance. I think we can take the classic hymns and turn them into an opportunity of ministry, but also evangelism. I've been shocked over the last, well, 24 hours since releasing that first broadcast, how many people are emailing us that have said, I walked away from the faith, I've left the church. But hearing those stories and songs again from my childhood, it's got me decided to return once again to exploring the truth of the Christian faith. Let's take the opportunity with all the craziness in the world to offer the biblical hope that can be found in the lives and testimonies of great hymns and their authors. I'm Brandon House. By the way, it just came out from LifeSiteNews.com here this week that uh, Minnesota Governor Tim Walls, he's been doing a lot of things in the state, and he just signed an executive order Wednesday of this week making Minnesota a sanctuary for gender transitions, including for residents of other states with more conservative laws. Come to Minnesota for your gender transitions. And the New York Post, don't have time to get into it, but nearly the headline, nearly 6,000 U.S. public schools are hiding the child's gender status from parents. More than 3.2 million U.S. public school students are covered by guidance that blocks parents from knowing whether their child identifies as a different gender in the classroom. Let's go to the phone lines here today on Crosstalk. We are going to begin with, uh, let's see, Homer in Arkansas. Hi, Homer. You're on the air. Yes, I was calling about the, the Methodist Church in Fayetteville there. We just had a split because part of the church wants to teach the transgender. Yeah, Homer, can I have you turn your radio down, please? Sure. Okay, because, yeah, there's there's quite a disturbing or distracting delay that comes there. Okay, so what's going on? Yeah, the church just now split uh, the Methodist Church in Fayetteville, Arkansas, there over the transgender rights. Hmm. Half the church wanted to believe that we should teach that it's okay uh, to come out and transgender, and uh, I'm just pretty upset with it. It busted the church up like it did there. My. You know, we really need to get back to Scripture, don't we? Where you see that God created them as male and female. God created male and female, not as, but they are male and female. And even Jesus in the New Testament, you know, have you not heard that from the beginning, you know, God created them male and female? So thank you. Thank you for the call. Fred is next in Milwaukee. You're on the air. Yes, hi. I was calling regarding uh, the election uh, advertising, where Kelly is in advertising uh, uh, regarding anti-abortion. You should be using anti-murder because that's what they do to the babies. They're murdering them. That's one thing. And then the other one was regarding the Holy Land Foundation trial and that from the government that they had listed in there that they would do jihad of any type, which meant in transportation, derailing trains, and it could be happening and then happening more to uh, help take down our country. Okay. Thank you, Fred, for your comments. Uh, Pamela is next. Glendale, Arizona, you're on the air. Hi, this is Pamela. What I was calling about is I'm upset that they're trying to get men competing against women in women's sports when it is a biological fact that when a male baby is born, he is 40% more muscle weight than a female child has. And from that, from birth, men have more muscle weight than women. And it's unfair for them to be having men competing as women in, in women's sports when they already have the muscle weight outweighing us women. It's simply not fair, nor is it just or right. Okay, greater lung, greater lung capacity, greater bone density, many, many, you know, differences uh, that, that physiological advantages that a man's body has over a female's body in competing in many sports. And that's why there have been strong divisions. And they put in, you know, different federal rules to protect women's sports. And now it's being thrown out the window by allowing biological males who are confused about their identity to compete against women. Agreed. Thank you for the Thank call. Thank you. Mark in Monroe, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Yes, um, when the video footage of uh, Chuck Schumer threatened uh, Neil Gorsuch and uh, Brett Kavanaugh prior yeah. to the uh, Roe yep. versus Wade review, in my opinion, amounted to nothing. Now Schumer wants to uh, Fox News and Tucker Carlson not to uh, view the January 6th footage of what really happened. 
My point is, I don't know what Schumer's uh, worried about. It seems to me the uh, whole left is under the deep state protection uh, program, and that's no joke. Yeah, and when, when and also when you see rioters, and I know this is a different issue, but with the Floyd uh, matter out of Minneapolis, but rioters in New York being awarded because police officers didn't have their mask on, uh, you know, our our priorities are way out of whack here in this country. Yeah, I mean, can you can you take the hypocrisy any further? Well, I, I believe it can, but um, <laughs> it is mind boggling. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Our number to crosstalk is 800-733-9829. We're going next to uh, Arkansas, and we have Alice calling. Hi, Alice, you're on the air. Oh, thank you so much for taking my call. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It doesn't sound like there's a lot of wisdom in this world anymore from the articles that that you've been saying, like the man being unshackled and can run free, people not realizing that God made them special for a special reason. Mm -hmm. There's a purpose for every soul. And you know what? Someday, those that belong to the Lord, the Bible says, I believe we're gladly going to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord to the glory of the Father. Mm-hmm. But every knee will bow and do the same, whether they're saved or not. Yeah. May God help people to continue their think about, I mean, we'll continue until the end, but think about their never dying soul. They will live somewhere forever. Yeah. Thank you, Alice, uh, for that reminder here today. Indeed, one day every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And friends, one day you will meet him either as Savior or as Judge. And uh, certainly we we earnestly plead with you to place your trust in Jesus Christ to be your Savior. Friends, troubling times in which we live, uh, there are efforts being made to... Uh, uh, to make an impact, to be salt and light. Uh, here in Iowa, uh, the the, uh, leg- the word came forth that there was a bill that would nullify the federal Respect for Marriage Act, uh, so-called Respect for Marriage Act. Iowa, Iowa legislators introduced that to uh, nullify the unconstitutional federal Respect for Marriage Act, that issue going on. And troubling times coming out of Canada here once again from Christian Today. A parliamentary committee has called for expanding Canada's assisted suicide program so that mature minors, mature minors whose deaths are reasonably foreseeable, be allowed to hasten their death without parental consent. Indeed, troubling times in which we live. But friends, the darker the night, the brighter the light shines. And we do need to let our light shine for the Lord Jesus Christ in times like these. And we would urge those of you listening today who do not know the Savior to place your trust in him. And believers uh, who do, to uh, make sure that um, you're walking faithfully with the Lord. It's required of stewards that a man be found faithful. So let's be salt, let's be light in these troubling times. We thank you for joining us here on Crosstalk today and all this week on VCY America. Uh, By the way, today's Friday, the Lord's Day is coming, and I trust you'll be in a Bible-believing Bible teaching, local church. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Take Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.